in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. Jumping for joy. That's how we're all feeling with this much-needed rain. A viewer sent us this video of their son enjoying the rain in southwest Austin, as he should. We also have some videos sent to us by a viewer in Buda. You can see the gusty winds there making the rain almost look a little sideways. Well, this is all because of Harold. The tropical storm made landfall this morning on Padre Island. That's south of Corpus Christi. Here's a live picture right now from Corpus. It seems to be a little bit calmer right now than before. Now, that fast-moving storm packed maximum wind speeds of 50 miles per hour with higher gusts when it came ashore. Now, forecasters say some locations in the path of the storm can expect to see three to six inches of rain and possible localized flooding. In Corpus Christi, rain bands from the storm were lashing the city's bay today as it moved ashore. And Harold is a tropical depression as it continues to trek across southern Texas and northern Mexico. Let's get right to the man of the hour, Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. David, I think our building shook with everyone's excitement as uh, soon as that rain started coming. Everybody out. here in the studio ran outside, <laughs> grabbed our phones. I mean, we were all doing what you were too at home. Our heaviest rainfall in two months today in Austin. Let's go outside where we've also broken the 100 degree stretch. Cloudy skies ominous here on the Georgetown Ewald Kubota cam. We're still waiting on the official report from Mabry, but it looks like we only hit 99 degrees today, breaking a 45 day stretch of 100 plus in Austin, our longest ever. Right now, temperatures are 21 degrees cooler than 24 hours ago in Austin. That translates to 79. That was cooler than we were for a morning low at sunrise 102 in Cameron. We've been less fortunate with the rain north of Austin. This is all, as you heard, part of dying tropical depression Harold crossing the Texas-Mexico border. We've got a couple little rain bands here on the north side of it, but these are decreasing in coverage already. A few little downpours here west of Lake Travis, some rain near Round Rock, and a little bit more west of Fredericksburg. We'll have what happens next in your forecast. All right, David, thank you very much. A Texas federal judge is considering whether the state's border buoys along part of the Rio Grande near Eagle Pass should be temporarily removed. The Biden administration sued Texas, arguing the state overstepped its authority. And Texas claims the state needs the buoys because the federal government is not doing enough to secure the border. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden catches us up with what happened in the courtroom where cameras were not allowed. For the first time, a court considered a challenge to Governor Abbott's border buoys on Tuesday. A key question in the lawsuit, whether Texas had the authority to install the 1,000-foot barrier without a federal permit. We spent billions of dollars of taxpayer money on failed stunts. Ahead of the hearing, activists rallied outside the Austin District Court, calling for the buoys to be removed. This was done without due process. I mean, to get anything done down there by the river or in the river takes years to get permissions. How is this able to happen so quickly? This is all done above the law, and no one is above the law, like I said, not even Governor Greg Abbott. That argument, central to the DOJ's case, saying Texas needed permission from the U.S. Commission that regulates international waters. And today we also heard from a federal advisor who works on U.S.-Mexico relations, testifying that Mexico raised concerns on the highest diplomatic level over the buoys. And there are some very simple reasons why we're having to do this. The primary reason is because Joe Biden is not doing his job. Side by side with other GOP governors in Eagle Pass Monday, Abbott refuted the Biden administration's arguments. And so it's highly recognized that buoys were acceptable and not a deterrent to navigable waters. 
assertions that will be up to the judicial branch. And Abbott has vowed to take the buoys to the U.S. Supreme Court if necessary. Monica Madden, KXAN News. And the judge asked state and U.S. attorneys to submit written closing arguments by Friday at 4 p.m. He said he will rule as soon as possible after reviewing those arguments and all the other material. For some context, back in June, the Texas Politics Project at UT Austin conducted a poll about how many people support or oppose the deployment of more state resources to the border. Well, now 59% of those polled support those initiatives, 26% oppose, and 14% didn't know enough to have an opinion. Now, 88% of those in support identified as Republican, 66% were independent, 30% Democrat. Well, with just one day before the first GOP presidential primary debate, all eight candidates are honing their messages. And the front runner, former President Donald Trump, is preparing to surrender to Georgia authorities. Here's NBC's Drew Petromo. As some presidential candidates get ready for their first debate in Milwaukee, co-defendants in the case accusing former President Trump and allies of trying to steal the 2020 election in Georgia, turning themselves into authorities in Atlanta. That includes John Eastman, the Trump election attorney and alleged architect of the alternative elector scheme, who's charged with nine counts in the case. Did they do a mugshot and everything inside? No comment. Trump confirming in a Truth Social post he will surrender at the courthouse in Atlanta on Thursday. Court documents show his lawyers already negotiated a $200,000 bond. The Republican National Committee announcing eight candidates qualified to be on the debate stage Wednesday night. They include fierce Trump critics. Nominating someone who's out on bail in four jurisdictions is not a winning formula. And defenders. Wherever possible, I would pardon him because I want to move this nation forward. Trump is skipping the debate, claiming his lead in the primary is so large and his policies so well known, there's no need to participate. I think he owes it to people. We shouldn't be displaying a sense of entitlement. For counter-programming, the former president recording an interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson. How and when people will see it is unclear. Carlson has been releasing interviews on X, formerly known as Twitter, since getting fired by Fox News earlier this year. A new poll from NBC News and the Des Moines Register of Iowa voters shows Trump with a sizable lead. But there could be a glimmer of hope for the challengers. That same poll shows a majority of Iowa Republicans are open to a new candidate, making the Wednesday debate a prime opportunity for Trump's rivals to steal the spotlight. Drew Petromo, NBC News, Washington. And several Republican candidates did not make the cuts for the debate. One of them, radio host Larry Elder, is blasting the requirements and promising to sue the RNC. Former Texas Congressman Will Hurd also did not qualify. Coming up, environmental concerns over plans to expand I-35, what experts say can help offset those concerns. And water levels in the Panama Canal are causing shipping delays. It's also causing prices at the stores to rise where you could see the biggest impact. Some local leaders and community groups are raising environmental concerns with the plan to expand I-35 near downtown Austin. TxDOT unveiled final plans for the 8-mile project yesterday. It runs from Highway 290 through downtown before wrapping up at SH-71 and Ben White Boulevard. A final environmental impact statement released by TxDOT noted that the project will lead to increases in the greenhouse gas emissions, but officials say these increases are below national standards, and parts of the project, like carpool lanes and bike and pedestrian lanes, will help offset those emissions. Austin Grassroots Organization Rethink 35, though, says even with those features, the project will still negatively impact Austin's sustainability initiatives. 
transportation is the biggest source of carbon emissions locally what are we doing by widening a highway that's just going to worsen it this is this is completely unacceptable and rethink 35 is exploring possible litigation against the project earlier this summer a TxDOT spokesperson told kxan the proposal underwent thorough environmental studies and extensive public input Construction on the project is set to begin next year. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson breaks down the project details and the local leaders' reactions to the plan online for you right now at KXAN.com. NBC Nightly News is looking into malaria inside the U.S. This week, we learned of a rare case of malaria in Maryland. Now, that's after new cases of the infection in Florida and right here in Texas. These are locally acquired cases, meaning the patient does not have a history of travel outside of the U.S. And tonight, NBC's Tom Castillo takes you inside a research center studying the increase in malaria to find out what milder winters have to do with more mosquitoes. Well, we finally did it. We broke Austin's longest heat wave on record. After 45 straight days of triple-digit heat, we only made it to 99 officially at Camp Mabry. Unfortunately, the longest heat wave on record at the airport just got longer. 25 days in a row, they did make it to 100. A live look at radar and where we expect rain through the rest of the evening after this. The Panama Canal is one of the world's most important trading routes, but now a major shipping backlog is causing a ripple effect throughout the supply chain. And as NBC's Vicki Wynn reports, the delays could bring higher prices right here at home. The Panama Canal, a critical trade route for the U.S., is in the middle of a major traffic jam. More than 130 ships are currently stuck on either side of the canal, with some vessels waiting for weeks to enter. So what's behind the pileup? An ongoing drought and extreme weather conditions that authorities say have no historical precedent. We are managing water resources and waiting for some rainfall to come. The canal is estimated to use triple the amount of water as New York City each day, which means rainfall is key to replenish and operate the waterway. Earlier this month, authorities capped daily transits across the canal to 32 vessels, down from an average of 36 under normal conditions. Most of the ships caught in the backlog are bulk cargo or gas carriers, with many of them headed straight to U.S. ports with popular goods. Most of the things you find uh, at Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club, Target, these ships are so humongous in size that they can be up to four or five times the length of a football field. The U.S. is the largest user of the Panama Canal, representing 73% of its traffic, totaling about $270 billion in cargo each year. But the low water levels are now taking a toll. Recent restrictions on the canal, including added premiums on heavier ships, are forcing many companies to transport fewer items, potentially leading to emptier shelves and higher prices in stores nationwide. That snowball effect will impact goods that you thought would be here in August, may arrive September, September and October, and that could lead to a small increase in price. The bottleneck in Panama, reminiscent of previous delays at other major shipping routes. In 2021, a massive container ship completely blocked the Suez Canal in Egypt for days, bringing traffic to a standstill. Later that year, an unprecedented supply chain crisis left dozens of vessels waiting to unload their cargo in the busy ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, right near the holiday season. While the current drought in Panama could require weeks, if not months, of additional rainfall to get the canal back up and running like normal, 
Experts say there should be no reason to worry about a shipping Grinch this Christmas. The average um, holiday present that people expect to put under a tree, most of that stuff will be here when you need it. That was Vicki Wen reporting. The Suez Canal raised the price of transit fees at the start of this year due to inflation. Fees for tankers grew 15% and dry bulk carriers and tourist ships went up 10%. All right, David Yeomans, you're a happy man right now. So <laughs> you are so happy and we're happy too. Has the rain moved out or is it still? It's decreasing a little okay, bit, okay. but we've still got a little bit for the next couple of hours. It looks like August 22nd, today's date, is a lucky day for us. It brought Austin our first rain in a month today. Remember last August 22nd, after an awful stretch of triple digits, it brought more than three inches of flooding rain fall to downtown Austin and Shoal Creek. We didn't hit 100 again last year after that rain. This year, though, is going to be different, unfortunately. Keep an eye out for wet roads. It's going to be really slick out there with the first rain in a long time. Northwest Austin at the Palms Car Wash. It's 86 after some rain. Dark, ominous clouds in the area looking wonderful. The tropics, this is what is to blame. What's left of Tropical Storm Herald. It hit North Padre Island, or Padre Island, rather, south of Corpus Christi about 10 a.m. today. It had 50 mile an hour winds, nothing too devastating down there. Now it's weakened to a 35 mile per hour tropical depression. Or a herald rather does not have much more time to survive. It'll get ripped apart here shortly over the mountains of northern Mexico and the track only gets a little farther from us from here forward. Still though, one little outer rain band was successful in moving through our area and we've got a couple little showers that are left over. Most of this appears to be wrapping up for the evening in Austin, but some downpours here on the northern shores of Lake Travis from Spicewood moving toward 281 in Burnett County. Just south of our area, as promised, we've got some stronger storms that are not really lifting northward. Seguin, some frequent cloud-to-ground lightning. We actually had an earlier severe thunderstorm warning in New Braunfels, not for our area. In the gusty, in the rain rather, we've got gusty winds. This always happens with tropical rain bands. The vertical motion of the rain falling down tends to bring those stronger winds from aloft down to the surface as well. Even where it's not raining, we've got 20 to 30 mile an hour gusts. In those storms, we've had gusts stronger than that. The highest rain totals today brings me such great joy to say this. Nearly a half inch of rain near Buda and about a third of an inch close to Dripping Springs. Notice some of these other totals over a quarter of an inch, including Maynard and Elgin. Find your rain totals on KXAN.com under the weather tab. New data coming in at 5 p.m. showing just a couple isolated downpours remaining for the next couple of hours. Some of these may be wetting roads in the metro during the evening rush, so be careful out there. After 8 p.m., though, things wind down, and that's about it from this storm system as it dies out to our southwest. Additional rain total is going to be isolated and quite light. What's left of this tropical system is getting steered quickly westward on the periphery of a record strong heat dome positioned over Kansas. This thing is prompting widespread excessive heat warnings in Chicago, even close to the lake, which has cool water. Temperatures approach 100 tomorrow with a heat index of up to 115. That would be hot by Texas standards. That heat dome, unfortunately, makes its presence felt here again starting tomorrow. Temperatures in Austin tomorrow are back over 100 and they're way over 100. Thursday into the coming weekend. Heat advisories back just like that from 1 until 9 p.m. tomorrow. So be sure to take it easy, especially if you exercise or work outdoors. 
Tonight's forecast, the winds die down overnight and the rain chance fades. We wake up at 78 tomorrow morning. Partly cloudy tomorrow, no rain expected. A little bit of a breeze with a high temperature back to the heat at 104. 107 would tie a record Thursday, set a record on Friday. And yes, we're back to the heat wave after today, but it's not all totally dry weather. A few slight chances of rain creep back in Friday and early next week. We'll keep you posted on those. All right, David, thank you. Two world titles have come back to the U.S., one of them to Texas. The track star is bringing home the hardware and the support system, cheering them on. Tonight on News Nation, she went viral for taking her then five-year-old daughter to a tanning salon. Now, more than a decade later, the tan mom wants to become Florida's newest U.S. Senator. Why she thinks she's the best person for the job. Plus, some flight attendants want mandated self-defense training. But shouldn't they be more focused on de-escalating air rage incidents instead? Bill Cunningham weighs in live tonight on On Balance. Then on Dan Abrams Live, Sean Spicer previews tomorrow night's GOP debate tonight on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com.